never was made illegal, so they figured out how to spray this stuff on potpourri, the regular stuff you put in your house to keep it from... Imagine putting that on a pipe and start sucking that into your lungs. No, that's... No, see. That, no I can't. Not on a bet. All right, no uh, joining us on the AT&T hotline, AT&T, the official wireless provider of the Stanley Cup champion Bruins defenseman, Andrew Ferens. Good morning, Andrew. That was uh, that was one you needed last night, wasn't it? Yeah, that was, uh, that was a little bit better, wasn't it? Hey, before we get going, i got to tell you, brought to you by Dave'sTop5.com. Our conversation with Andrew is brought to you by Dave'sTop5.com, an online directory of outstanding local business. If you're a local business, why use the yellow pages when you can be found on Dave'sTop5.com? Check it out today, Dave'sTop5.com. Let's see, did I lose count? Four guys with three-point games last night, including yourself, Andrew? Uh, I think so, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, I didn't even look at the final stat sheet, but I know a lot of guys had nice, they had a little bit bigger smiles on the faces last night. Uh, be- beyond the final score, was the uplifting part of that the, the play of special teams? Because you guys have been getting the crap kicked out of you by people say, gee, can they please score a goal on the power play? And you did it twice last night. Yeah, and, you know, it's it's, final, it's one of those things. Like, the power play was actually working working pretty good. We were, we were getting the puck around. Uh, we just weren't putting it in. Uh, you know, so that's the... Uh, especially this time of the year, even with the wins and losses, uh, you know, sometimes the results uh, uh, aren't exactly uh, what you wanted, but it, it's more about the process, and, and we're working towards a lot of good things in the power play, and we felt it was uh, uh, doing a lot of good things, so it was a matter of time. Hey, this is the this is the part where I get all the Bruins fans pissed at me by, you know, being so negative and diminishing <laughs> that great performance by you guys, but... Could you tell that Toronto had played the night before and had a tough game the night before? Can you feel that early on that they might not have the energy that you guys did? Uh, you know, it's a weird thing. I, I think last year, um, I, I can only speak with you know for our team, but I think our record was almost better on on second night uh, for whatever reason it is. Um, so it's really a toss up whether that helps you or not. Um, you know, sometimes teams are tired. Sometimes they come out and they're they're more fresh and they're just bang on with their game. So, um, you know, uh, it's tough. I, you know, there, there's, there's times when they look great and there's times when they look uh, just a little off. But, but uh, I mean, our game was, was what, uh, you know, uh, 100% better than, than it's been in the past. And I, I know it's just what you needed. The game before, the Carolina game, we talked about how you kind of let your emotions get away. Was that a team trying too hard, the team that was uh, – you know, you know, trying obviously to be physical and uh, to exert your will on the other guys, and you just crossed the line a number of times. Well, I, I think that game was uh, emotion. You know, the emotion was a byproduct of frustration. Uh, when our team's good, you know, the emotion's just a part of our game. You know, it, it's not forced. Uh, it's just there. Um, you know, so I think that. Uh, you know, I mentioned after the game that you know. The game of hockey, within its rules, allows us to be very physical, allows us to be emotional uh, without sitting in the box all night. And and when our team's playing well, you know, there's sure there's fights here and there, but, you know, we're just a physical team all the time. You know, we're always hitting, always forechecking, always, uh, you know, giving teams no room. So, you know, a game where there's a bunch of fights and there's a bunch of penalties and it's just kind of uh, a bit chaotic with, with the physical stuff, um, you know, that, that's going to happen once in a while, but that's definitely not something that, uh, um, you know, we define ourselves as. I, I find it notable, Andrew, that on back-to-back games, fighting played a major role toward the outcome, but in different directions. I mean, I think you could make a case that when you guys started to get undisciplined and taking all those fights versus Carolina, that essentially had you lose the game. Last night, down one nothing, 
Thornton takes on Orr, and the building gets electrified, and the team grew from that. And, and you could make a case that that fight kind of launched you guys into the energy to win the game last night. Well, and, and Thornton's done that time and time again. He answers the bell, and, and uh, speaking of frustration, I mean, he's been looking for a dance partner for a few games. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's, it's not the only part of his game, but it's a, it's a big part of it. You know, he, he, he thrives off it. And, and uh, he, he loves to energize the crowd. He loves to get the team going and, and step up and do something like that. And, uh, you know, Thornton brings so much, and he's got a lot of respect in our room because he's willing to do, uh, you know, stuff like that. And, and he, he can also play the game. You know, he plays a really good game. Mm. And so that's, uh, uh, you know, that's, that's like uh, when he's not fighting and when he, when he uh, you know, gets frustrated with that, you know, it, it's it's an element of that line that's missing. So, um you know, that's just another piece of the puzzle for our team to, to have a good game. Andrew, I don't know if you've seen the current edition on HBO Real Sports. It's the one where Brian Gumble takes the shot at the commissioner and calls him a plantation uh, uh, overseer, but that's not why I bring it up. Uh, in that particular program, there's a, a long piece, a, an in-depth piece, on enforcers in the National Hockey League, specifically uh, the impetus for doing the piece was the three enforcers who, who recently lost or took their own lives. And each and every one of those uh, people interviewed before and other enforcers around the league now say they absolutely, positively hate it. And it is such a mental grind that they sit in the hotel room the day of the game or they sit at home the day of the game and they worry themselves sick about who they're going to have to bash up against in in, uh, in the game that particular night. Do you have any take on, on how those guys not only make their living but what they think about it? Because everyone they interviewed said, I hate it, but I have to do it to stay in the league. Uh, well... It, it, it's a tough thing. I mean, it's tough for me to sit here and, and, and try to imagine what they go through because because I don't do it. <laughs> you know, it's, it's uh, you know the rest of us get in fights once in a while and it happens and it's just kind of, uh, you know, it usually just kind of happens in the course of a game and you got so much adrenaline going through you and, it, you know, it, it, it's no big deal. But it, it's really hard for me to comment on, you know, what those guys go through when, they're, when they know they're going to have to go against some, some monster the next night. Would you do um, it? Would you do it if you had to, Andrew? If, you, if it was the only way to stay in the league? Uh, no, I'd probably go out of school, <laughs> be a doctor or something. Uh, I, don't, know, I don't. I'm not sure that was a choice for for Thorny, though. Why not? He's a smart guy. Yeah, but but you think about it. You know, you get to play in the league if you can fight, and you don't if you don't. Well, yeah, but Thorny can play. You know, and and, and that's the difference. I think that. Um, you know, the game is changing a bit where, you know, the tough guys, you know, he's, and I know he's my teammate, so he's easy to talk good about, you know, but, uh, but he is setting the bar for those guys because he can throw them down and, and, and bring that element to the game, but, but he's useful. I mean, he can actually play the game. Yeah, we saw that. In the, we saw that in the playoffs last year. We did. Yeah. Uh, and, and I, and I, under, I understand you're a little defensive or uh, about this because, I'm sure guys who fight and can't play, you know, that everyone knows it, and guys who can fight and can't play don't want to be lumped in with the, you know, the goons, the, enforcers, the pure yeah. goons. Yeah, no, and they shouldn't. I mean, the guys that can't play, you know, they, they literally, all they do is just fight. Right. Maybe get one shift where they run around with their head chopped off. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I don't think they, you know, they, that, that is a useless position on a team. I'm not trying to see a skilled player have that, 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 uh, that spot on the team. But the guy that, that's intimidating, tough, and, and can contribute contribute to your team. I mean, that's that's a, that's a really important role. If what, if what you if were, he, what if he fought Chara? Thornton fought Chara. What would happen? 
like what? If you got traded in bottom? No, in practice. Drop the gloves. <laughs> in practice, for real? Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I'm sure some of, a bunch of us would probably jump in. No, no, no. Answer, <laughs> come on. You know, we when we were kids, we used to argue. What if or Bobby Orr fought like once a year? But what if he fought? Because he was so great at everything. We always imagined he could fight too. He never had to, but I could imagine he could have fought. You know, or he's if, tough. If uh, if if Char is angry, he, he could literally end somebody's career. I mean, he when he fights, he, he holds back. He's a nice guy. Right. Yeah, we saw that the other night. He had he could have ended. I don't even know who the hurricane was. Could have ended his life. He had him prone and could have unloaded with that left, which is a deadly weapon, and he didn't. Yeah, and he, he's. He's an absolute uh, machine. I mean, he is. Right? Oh, he could so, beat anybody. There's nobody who could beat him in a fight. If he got mad. Well, he holds himself back. He, he honestly does. If he's, if he's angry and, and wanted to go full out, uh, I wouldn't want to be on the other side, and not too many guys would. A Chara against a, a hurricane. <laughs> versus tsunami. <laughs> versus Chara, Ditka. Chara versus tsunami. We're going to have some, like, uh, Japanese anime... Uh, like uh, Godzilla versus Chara or something. Chuck yeah. Norris. Chuck Norris versus Chara. <laughs> Thornton versus Orr is a pretty good one. I mean, yeah. you, you said Thornton was itching for a fight. He, he picked a big one, didn't he? Yeah, well, I mean, he's not going to, you know, go we'll pick some rookie. I mean, he's uh, Orr's a tough guy, that's for sure. Um, I mean, there's, there's a lot of tough players. I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a very, very tough job. It's a, it's a really hard thing to... Um, you know, I wish I wish you could talk uh, more eloquently about uh, you know the pros and cons of fighting and the enforcer role and all that. But it, it's a tough thing to talk about. It's a hard thing to explain in our sport. You know, if I'm a, uh, you know, you hear the analogy of the alien coming down and, and watching a hockey game and, and not understanding, you know, what penalties and what you are and aren't allowed to do. It's right. True. It's a really hard thing to explain. Um, it's just what our sport is, and and. Uh, um, if you sit around trying to explain it all day, uh, I don't think that's <laughs> that's uh, uh, a wise thing to do because it, it, it's a tough thing. Hey, Andrew, uh, the Bruins scored 11 goals in their first six games and then six last night. What was the difference? Was it the the uh, the Luch Kelly Sagan line setting the tone and the and the and the change of the line partners that uh, Claude put together this week? Uh, I think it helped. It ener- energized uh, guys, I think, a bit. You know, just to uh, give them a little kick in the pants. Uh, uh, I think when you change line mates, you get out of your comfort zone a bit, um, and you you really just kind of concentrate on doing simple things like skating hard, get one of the net, throwing pucks at the net. I mean, it, it really uh, um, you know I know we got our power play goals, but our power play goals came from uh, you know just good simple plays, you know, forechecking, a plan in the other team zone. Uh, it wasn't a whole lot of fancy stuff, right? and so I think that uh, you know it, it was a good move. It was, you needed a little uh, little shakeup, you know. Guys are a little bit stale with, you know, with, with the old lines, and uh, you can always go back to them. But uh, I think just just letting guys concentrate on the simple things uh, really helps. Hey, a final question: Did did uh, you, you wander over and visit Occupy Boston and all those people over there yeah, to, those, to lend any those su- are your support? People, Andrew. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm stuck. You know, I actually uh, subscribed to the magazine in Canada that uh, that organized that whole thing, Adbusters. And uh, I, I'd, I'd be wary. Uh, I'd advice to any politicians: don't necessarily get in bed with them. It's, uh, it's a very uh, left-leaning uh, group. But yeah, plus uh, they're smelly. You don't want to get yeah. in bed with them. They're smelly. <laughs> they got, they got I mean, lice. I mean, it's, 
it's 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 the same uh, it's the same way I feel about the you know the tea party. You know, there's a lot of valid points. You just need to present them in a way that you know people will listen to. Uh, so yelling and screaming and, and shutting down roads, I know, is uh, sometimes useful, but uh, you know, there's a lot of valid points that need to be made in that in a, by a good spokesman. Andrew, have you seen the photograph of the Libyans in Tripoli dragging Gaddafi's carcass through the town? Yeah, yeah, I saw it on TV yesterday. Did, did Did you see the what the the shirt that the one guy that was helping drag him through was wearing? No, it was a Bruins shirt. I swear to God, yeah, it was a Ferentz jersey, twenty-one. I think. <laughs> well, yeah, Thornton was really looking for a fight. <laughs> All right, Andrew. Uh, before, before we hang up, we should uh, say that uh, your friends at the Spalding are putting together a marathon. Join Spalding's Race for Rehab, the Boston Marathon team. Spalding is a member of John Hancock's nonprofit Marathon. Race for Rehab team members' benefits include training tips from the Spalding team physical therapist, organized team runs and training programs, individual personalized fundraising, uh, all kind of benefits to you. For complete information, you can check out spaldingrehab.org slash race for rehab, or just call them, 617-573-2922. Now, this means you're going to run the Boston Marathon in the spring? No, you're probably busy around to... Well, I was going to say, I'm really proud of you guys for... for uh signing up that's, that's great <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't half and half you guys can like tag out or something I couldn't I couldn't yeah we do half and half I'll do the first half on a bicycle uh, that's alright alright Andrew good talking to you we'll talk to you next week okay thanks guys Andrew Ferentz with Dennison Callahan brought to you by davestop5.com an online directory of outstanding local business if you're a local business why use the yellow pages when you can be found on davestop5.com check it out online davestop5.com do, do hockey people generally believe that nobody could beat Char in a fight if he was angry. I, I understand he's too valuable. Don't answer me by saying, no, you don't fight, you're too good. But if he just dropped the gloves yeah. and said, we're going with anybody because of that reach, mm -hmm. and he's strong as hell. I think so. And he's got, on top of that, great stamina. We see how often he, how, how many minutes he plays, yeah. and he can ride his bike up mountains. Yeah, he goes uh, Mount Kilimanjaro, uh, what, I heard. What, what would be the downside? It would be if you could get inside him, right? And you couldn't. No. Right? Who can, can hold you off? Right. He can grab he can you, hold you, hold you off. and just pummel you. Is it generally? I, see, I would ask this ch question of Chaj, <laughs> but I don't think <laughs> but he'll he's have too busy me. naming people after Nomar. Do you think that generally hockey people, and I include you, you're a, you're a season ticket holder, do they believe that nobody in the NHL could beat Char in a fight if he were angry? Nobody could, no. They believe that. So the, the toughest, baddest ass. Like you said, Jerry, you can't get inside. Is, Right. Who's yeah, the, the toughest league. fighter in the league now? Considered the toughest. He's not. Or's pretty tough. Fighter. Colton Orr. Yeah, Colton Orr's yeah, pretty he's tough. Pretty impressive. Donald Brashear. But he knows. Ference knows that yeah. Chara could kill Thornton if they squared off mm. for real. Yeah. We used to argue that all the time as a kid. You know, could Cashman beat uh, Hodge in a fight? Or what would happen? <laughs> You'd put Cheevers, Bruin versus Bruin. Yeah, we'd say, I mean, it, you know, practice. What if uh, Cheevers fought uh, Orr or something? And you'd ask all. I mean, because it was always an element like yeah, who, yeah. who but the tough guys fight like cashman used to fight keith magnuson greatest fights of the year and you'd and that would square off and it would be this battle and they'd beat each other senseless and you'd say okay what if cashman fought you know somebody else yeah. out there have you seen the hbo piece no have you have you recorded I, I, it it's the one it's the one where he takes well, I'm the sure it's on demand but yeah uh, i i saw the the one which one the one where Talking about the enforcers, all the for enforcers no, who died. Told one me about. It. I read about it. I gotta watch it. It's. I believe it. And 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 every single guy they interviewed said we cower in fear. I mean, it it makes you you're you're so nervous, you're so afraid. He said of going out there, 
because that's what your job is to stay in the league. And he said every single one of us feel the same way. We absolutely and hate didn't you watch that we have to do this. Or in Thornton last night, two very tough guys, strong guys. Either one connects. I mean, really connects. Breaks a jaw. Breaks the orbital bar. Sure. I mean, and then you know, then what? Then they have to find another fighter because you're done. We don't care. You're not a good. Then they're back player. in a week. Yeah, it's like Gladiator. Next <laughs> yeah, guy up. But right? he's right. We saw in the spring. Remember, we were like very impressed with Thornton stick handling, shooting, he, he, he's, playing. He's skilled. Right. He's not. What's his face? Who's the guy? The boom garden who killed us. Right. Boogard. Derek Boogard. Who admitted, you know, he couldn't play. <laughs> but he, I'm just he, out he, here to fight. Well, you know who was uh, when he fought when he was angered was Cam. I mean, yeah. and, and it was it was rare that he got that pissed, but when he did, he would just crush right. anybody. And you didn't want him to no. fight. Like Lucic, you don't want him fighting and getting kicked out and, you know, getting getting a broken orbital bone. Let's talk to Jill in Connecticut. Jill. Hey, guys. Hi, First Jill. First of all, I hope Nesson finally decides to cover your last hour because 9 o'clock is rough for me. I can't yeah. hear you anymore. It's kind of with, uh, you, get, you go into withdrawal, we, don't yeah, you? We, we, they're going to have to meet our price. We're, it's it's going to be a difficult negotiation, <laughs> but we're working on it. Well, um, hey, listen, you're laughing about Nomar being, I mean, uh, Roman being named after Nomar. But in all fairness, Nomar is named after his father, Ramon. So That's back- not true. It is true. <laughs> Would you hear that? I think it's legitimate. You take those five letters, you could scramble them up however you want, and it's, the, you know. It's you go, Jill. But, but that's Ramon. Ramon. That's like Ramon Hernandez, Ramon Martinez. That's not Roman. This isn't Scrabble, uh, all, you know. Yeah, you, now you're just scrambling it up a little more. That's all. No, well, the point was, Chuch said they named him Roman after Nomar. But they're Italian. Nomar backwards they're not is not Ramon. Nomar. But if you, really, if you really want to honor the guy, you name him, you know, you name him Nomar. Yeah, like a text like, said, name him Pop-Up. There's like 15 former teammates who named <laughs> like their kids that. after Nolan Ryan. And I think that's cool, and that's a testament. To, and there's like 10 of them named their kid Ryan, and five named him Nolan. And I said, that's cool and all, and it's a great tribute to him. But if his name were Maury Lipschitz, do you think there'd have been 15 teammates that named him after Maury, Maury Lipschitz? Lipschitz? If his name were Maury Lipschitz, yeah. would, he, would they, have, they have so honored him? Yeah, there, there are a lot of dogs mean, and kids yeah. named Brady, but it's only because it works. Right, Lipschitz right. doesn't work. Right. How many dogs are named Zolak? Really, now? Just one. What about, I what about 